Hey guys, it's Hope here and welcome to the Holy Ten Podcast. I am so excited that you are listening today. We will be going over Genesis 7 and 8 and let me just tell you there is some pure gold in here. I love these chapters, okay? So first I want to go ahead and just pray a sin. So let's pray. Lord, thank you for this day and for everything that you've given us. Thank you for our friends and our family. I pray that you are with us as we read your word and learn from it. We are so thankful for the life that you have given us for this book that we get to dive deep into and pick apart and learn more about. And we just ask that you be with us and that you guide us during our reading today. In your name I pray, amen. Alright guys, starting with Genesis 7, entering the ark. Then the Lord said to Noah, Enter the ark, you and all your household, for I have seen that you alone are righteous before me in this generation. You are to take with you seven pairs, a male and its female, of all the clean animals, and two of the animals that are not clean, a male and its female, and seven pairs, male and female, of the birds of the sky, in order to keep offspring alive throughout the earth. Seven days from now, I will make it rain on the earth forty days and forty nights, and every living thing I have made, I will wipe off the face of the earth. And Noah did everything that the Lord commanded him. Noah was six hundred years old when the flood came, and water covered the earth. So Noah, his sons, his wife, and his sons' wives entered the ark because of the flood waters. From the animals that are clean, and from the animals that are not clean, and from the birds and every creature that crawls on the ground, Two of each, male and female, came to Noah and entered the ark, just as God had commanded him. Seven days later, the floodwaters came on the earth. In the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, on the 17th day of the month, on that day, all the sources of the vast watery depths burst open. The floodgates of the sky were opened, and the rain fell on the earth forty days and forty nights. On that same day, Noah and his three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, entered the ark along with Noah's wife and his three sons' wives. They entered it with all the wildlife according to their kinds, all livestock according to their kinds, all the creatures that crawl on the earth according to their kinds, every flying creature, all the birds, and every winged creature according to their kinds. Two of every creature that has the breath of life in it came to Noah and entered the ark. Those that entered, male and female of every creature, entered just as God had commanded. Then the Lord shut Noah in. The flood continued for forty days on the earth. The water increased and lifted up the ark so that it rose above the earth. The water surged and increased greatly on the earth, and the ark floated on the surface of the water. Then the water surged even higher on the earth, and all the high mountains under the whole sky were covered. The mountains were covered as the water surged above them more than twenty feet. Every creature perished, those that crawl on the earth, birds, livestock, wildlife, and those that swarm on the earth, as well as all mankind. Only Noah was left and those that were with him in the ark, and the water surged on the earth 150 days. Alright guys, so that is all of Genesis 7. I do want to go over some quick highlight points that I thought were pretty important. So the first one is just the phrase that the Lord used to ask Oa. Oa. <laughs> I definitely meant Noah. <laughs> but the phrase that the Lord used for Noah to come onto the ark so instead of saying go into the ark, he said come into the ark. And so this just implies that God himself was 
in the ark waiting for Noah, um, and that was going to be Noah's new place of refuge. And how comforting that must have been to Noah, knowing that the Lord was going to be with him. The next thing I do want to talk about is the 40 days and 40 nights. This is really just a side note. So the number 40 in the Bible is associated with testing and purification. So it's also seen several different other times like in Exodus 24:18, Mark 1:13 and several others. But just a just a little tidbit of information. Whenever you see the number 40 in the Bible, just think testing or purification is happening. The last thing that I really want to talk about is where God shuts the door of the ark and Noah does not have to shut the door. And so this is kind of huge. Um, it's also talked about in Revelation 3-7 that the Lord is the only person that can shut the door on someone's salvation. So when you put this into context here, um, there's lots of people outside of the ark. Um, I'm sure some of those people were even friends of Noah's. And basically the Lord shuts the door and he doesn't make Noah do it. And this way he is showing his power and that he's the only one that can turn off the option of salvation for others. So I think that's important as well. And with that, we'll go ahead and jump on in to Genesis 8. God remembered Noah as well as all the wildlife and all the livestock that were with him in the ark. God caused a wind to pass over the earth and the water began to subside. The sources of the watery depths and the floodgates of the sky were closed and the rain from the sky stopped. The water steadily receded from the earth and by the end of 150 days, the water had decreased significantly. The ark came to rest in the seventh month on the 17th day of the month on the mountains of Ararat. The water continued to recede until the 10th month and the 10th month on the first day of the month, the tops of the mountains were visible. After 40 days, Noah opened the window of the ark that he had made and he sent out a raven. It went back and forth until the water had dried up from the earth. Then he sent out a dove to see whether the water on the earth's surface had gone down. But the dove found no resting place for its foot. It returned to him in the ark because water covered the surface of the whole earth. He reached out and brought it into the ark to himself. So Noah waited seven more days and sent out the dove from the ark again. When the dove came to him at evening, there was a plucked olive leaf in its beak. So Noah knew that the water on the earth's surface had gone down. After he had waited another seven days, he sent out the dove, but it did not return to him again. In the 601st year, in the first month, on the first day of the month, the water that had covered the earth was dried up. Then Noah removed the ark's cover and saw that the surface of the ground was drying. By the 27th day of the second month, the earth was dry. Then God spoke to Noah, Come out of the ark, you, your wife, your sons, and your sons' wives with you. Bring out all the living creatures that are with you, birds, livestock, those that crawl on the earth, and they will spend over the earth and they will spread over the earth and be fruitful and multiply on the earth. So Noah, along with his sons, his wives, and his sons' wives, came out. All the animals, all the creatures that crawl, and all the flying creatures, everything that moves on the earth, came out of the ark by their families. Then Noah built an altar to the Lord. He took some of every kind of clean animal and every kind of clean bird and offered burnt offerings on the altar. When the Lord had smelled the pleasing aroma, he said to himself, I will never again curse the ground because of human beings, even though the inclination of the human heart is evil from youth onward. And I will never again strike down every living thing as I have done. 
As long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, and day and night will not cease. All right, guys, so there's just one big thing that I want to talk about with Genesis 8, and that is that right after Noah got off the ark, what is the first thing that he did? He did nothing but build an altar to the Lord and bring him sacrifices. And so I just want you to think, put yourself in Noah's shoes and think like, for me, I have a hard time believing that I wouldn't be angry with God because, you know, he's been on the ark for so, so long. And then all of mankind is gone. And just think like Noah definitely had to have had friends. He had to have had people outside of his family that he associated with that he cared about. And all of those people were taken away. And then he was on this ark for so many days. I feel like I would be angry. But then I was thinking, okay, that's not the right thinking. And I'm sure that Noah did exactly this because he knew that his life was for the Lord and for the Lord only, for his purposes, for his will. And this was part of his will. And so for me, it was just a huge realization that I... Sometimes just want comfort. I just want whatever feels best to me. And I don't really take into account what God's will is, even just for small things. And so I want to challenge myself to do that and also challenge you to do that as well. All right, guys, that is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget that we post on Mondays and Thursdays, and we would absolutely love to have you again. I hope you have a wonderful and safe day. Bye, guys.